This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who's gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And here we are We've made it to another Friday We've got another episode of Southern Charm to talk about And It also is Teresa and Louie's wedding weekend. The big day is tomorrow. And if Jennifer Aiden's Instagram is any indication, it looks like the wedding hashtag we're going with is hashtag Louisa, which sure, you know, I don't know why we really need wedding hashtags in 2022, especially when there's like a whole TV show about your wedding. It's not like it's going to be difficult to find the content, but, uh, you know, congrats, uh, to hashtag Lou Risa. I hope it's a great day. Can't wait to see it on TV in, um, you know, six months, give or take. Also, I want to give a happy birthday shout out yesterday, August 4th was Kyle Cook's 40th birthday. Wow. We're getting up there. This is, it's getting into, like Vanderpump Rules territory, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, we're we're getting up there. I nothing wrong with getting up there, but some of these, you know, younger Bravo shows, <laughs> it's funny what qualifies in our brains as younger at this point. I mean, Shep is forty two. <sighs> Wait, I'm on Google right now. It says Shep is six foot five. Is this accurate? Can anyone confirm for me if you've met Shep Rose, which I actually think I have, but clearly I can't remember. Is Shep six foot five? Because if so, that will immediately. (laughs) I'm just out here revealing myself as a trash person. But if Shep is six foot five, that will immediately make him more attractive in my book. God. I need to stop. Okay. Anyway, speaking of Shep, let's talk about this week's episode of Southern Charm. Lots going on in the wake of Olivia's oyster roast. I I literally, in my notes for this episode, I wrote oyster roast like seven times. I don't know why I didn't just start saying party, but it was an oyster roast. I want to, you know, be correct and everything. Our first like main scene is Catherine and Austin together at the nail salon. Of course, Austin is like, it's so it's such a classic like straight boy thing that he's getting like one pedicure with no color polish. And he's like, ooh, girls day. The girls have a lot to catch up on. It's like, can you not appropriate my culture? Thank you. They're talking about Olivia. He hasn't talked to her since she invited Madison to the oyster roast, which like, I, uh, again, a drinking game for oyster roast, I guess. And then, you know, he's saying he's not kinky. I'm as vanilla as it comes. It's like, yep, we know, Austin. <laughs> Nobody's confused about that. 
And meanwhile, Catherine is still mad that Caleb was talking to Naomi at the Oyster Roast because, you know, she values loyalty. And again, this whole Caleb, Naomi, Catherine situation is weird because, like, yeah, they talked. But then Caleb immediately went back over to Catherine and was, you know, shit talking her. So I think Catherine and Caleb just probably need to cut their losses. Later in the episode, we have a quick scene with Caleb and his mom. His mom seems lovely, by the way. And she's basically, he's like, I don't want to be with somebody who's not making me happy. And she's like, well, you need to make a pros and cons list of what you like about her and what you don't like about her. And it's like, honestly, if we have gotten to this point and you already broke up once and just got back together and you're like, hmm, I think I might be miserable. It's like, sir, it's a wrap. It's not going to work. It's not going to last. It's not going to be fun. Even if it does last, like, Anyway, then Naomi calls Craig because she wants to talk about the Caleb situation. And Craig, of course, is struggling with this because Paige has given him this, you know, set of rules about what is not appropriate to do with Naomi. So she's like, can we get coffee? Can we get drinks? And he's like, uh, uh, mm, um, I, I guess there's we could. And I just don't understand if Craig really wants to not upset Paige and wants to follow the rules. Just say no. Say, tell me over the phone, I can't get together right now, whether or not you want to bring Paige into it, your choice. But it's like, just don't go to coffee. Because then he goes to coffee and Naomi's like, we should get drinks. And he has to be like, ah, uh, and it's like, just don't, don't put yourself in the situation from the jump. And I know the thing is when I was watching the scene, I'm like, the hard thing is that I'm sure they have like producers in their ear telling them that they should be hanging out and discussing this stuff on camera. Like I'm sure Naomi's producer is like, why don't you call Craig and suggest getting coffee? And I'm sure Craig's producer is like, yeah, it's just coffee go. So like, I know I'm not, maybe it's not a hundred percent their fault, but also like, we could have had this conversation over FaceTime. More important things on Bravo have been discussed over FaceTime. We've lived through two years of COVID. Half of Beverly Hills the last two weeks has been on FaceTime. We would live. Paige would be happy. I don't know. We get Olivia talking to her mom. She says that she doesn't think she's enough drama for Austin. Sure. I mean, I don't think they're like some happy couple waiting to be anyway. So like, if you think you're not enough drama for Austin, just leave him alone. We'll all be fine. We get a scene of Leva at home. Uh, She's with her like trainer person. She's trying to learn about essentialism and do less, less cooking, less cleaning, less effort at work. That sounds like my life for the last year. I feel like Leva has been weirdly sort of sidelined this season when it comes to the group dynamics and the drama. Last season, I felt like she had such a strong first impression, like whether you liked her or not, she was very present in the group. And this year, I don't know if they've added too many people or if Leva has been just busy and with her own stuff and hasn't been getting involved as much. But this sort of feels like one of the first times we've really like spent time with Leva this season, which is strange. And especially because you know, it's only her second season. And I would say normally maybe, oh, maybe she won't be on the show for too long, but she's getting a spinoff, which I believe they already filmed. So it's not like Leva is, you know, I think Bravo probably wants Leva to have 
some staying power on this show. So I'm, I don't know. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of her this season, but you know, I always enjoy checking in. Lamar wants a second kid. I feel like that's half of the women on Bravo at this point is the husband wanting another kid. I don't know. Do what you want. She should do what she wants. Don't let anyone pressure you into having another baby when they're not going to be doing most of the work. That is, that is where I stand on that. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. It's also nice to see Vanita at home with her mom. Vanita and Caleb were meeting the moms, you know, two lovely moms. Vanita and her mom are talking mostly about stuff with her dad who left when she was younger and was cheating, but they never really talked about it. And it sounds like Vanita just never got closure, but also never really saw her parents working through any kind of disagreements. And I think that has rubbed off on her when it comes to conflict. But, you know, lucky for her, she has a conflict to work through with Olivia, and it's a perfect chance to get some practice. Yeah, she and Olivia go for their little meetup. It's awkward. Olivia got like six different beverages. And so they keep getting interrupted by the waitress. But Olivia says that she thinks Vanita has some false conceptions about her. I would, I would say that's a misconception, but, and that with the racism comment at the birthday party, she says that she was insinuating something there and that wasn't cool with her. Look, I don't think Olivia ever really interpreted that comment the way that Vanita was, you know, making it. It was really always about Catherine. And I think Olivia really internalized that, which probably says more about her than it does about Vanita. Again, like, I don't know, Olivia. I'm not trying to, like, make any judgments about her. But it's like, if someone, like, utters the word racist and you have to run away from the table because you feel attacked, like, I don't think it, like, reflects amazingly well on how you know, how much work you've done to be able to have these conversations or how much you're willing to sit and listen to a black woman who is in this group of mostly white women. And, you know, feel it just, it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. And of course I'm not loving Olivia aside from that either, but yeah. Anyway, Vanita is, you know, she's the bigger person. She says they have a clean slate. And then she asks about what's going on with Austin Olivia says they're still in this weird limbo. And then Vanita asks if Madison knows that. And Olivia's like, why would Madison need to know that? And it's like, ma'am, miss. (laughs) Olivia's playing dumb here a little bit. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe she's not playing dumb. (laughs) 
given how she misinterpreted Vanita's comments. Maybe it's, maybe it's not an act, but like, I just think she is inserting herself so squarely in the main drama that has plagued this group in the last few years. And then it's just kind of like acting like she doesn't know what she's doing. And it's like, you're the one who invited Madison to this party after Austin had already told you about their issues. And then Austin brought it up again at the party, made an issue out of it. And now you're like, well, why would Madison want to know about what's happening with Austin? And it's like, it's a two way street, babe. They both still are like, you know, weirdly entrenched in some feelings, not romantic feelings, but like just, you know, emotions about each other. It's like, don't act like you don't know what you're doing here. You've been in this group for six and a half minutes and you've (laughs) befriended all the right. You're like butt buddies with Catherine. You're inviting Madison. You're, you know, maybe trying to get with Austin. It's like, you are inserting yourself in the exact most messy ways in this group. Don't act like that's an accident. Maybe the producer told you to do it, but like (laughs) it was done deliberately regardless. We get a scene at Patricia's house. Shep and Whitney are there. And thank the fucking Lord. She has a new butler or a temporary butler for now. Randy to replace Michael. Well, really to replace Whitney, who had been doing Michael's job. Randy seems capable, much more so than Whitney. Love that. Thank thank goodness Patricia has somebody that will answer when she rings the bell. We get this conversation at Patricia's house about Taylor and Shep and Shep, contrary to what I said earlier, when I found out that he might be six foot five, Shep is really just being the worst when it comes to this relationship, because Patricia asks if there are wedding bells in the future for him. And he says, Taylor's not the pressure type of gal, which first of all, I hate that we're like sorting women into these buckets of like, well, the bad kind is the one that pressures you to get married, but the good kind is the one who doesn't give a shit and she just goes with the flow as long as you want, like you. But then also, Shep is just straight up lying about Taylor, like not caring about the marriage situation. He says that she, you know, is going to be fine, that he might not ever need to get married. And like, meanwhile, literally Taylor is in the confessional being like, well, I want to be married by the time I'm 31. And then obviously I want to have babies. And I'm now I'm in Marcy's nursery and I'm like lusting over the baby clothes. Like, obviously we know now that they have broken up, which makes a lot of sense given how things are going on this season. But it's like, why are you lying to Patricia via lying to yourself about something that is like so obviously important to Taylor. It really is just like icky. And it, the fact that they've been together for two years and he still is living in this like la la land of non-commitment. It's like, what was the end game supposed to be? If Shep doesn't want to get married and Taylor does, like he could literally go out and find another like pretty blonde girl in six minutes, which it sounds like he probably did, but like just leave, leave Taylor out of it at that point. I don't know. I mean, I'm clearly I'm like, this is a losing game over here that I'm trying to like hypothesize why Shep's relationship brain works the way it does. But, you know, Patricia at one point says the words acquiescent, ad infinitum and ultimatum all in the same sentence, which is just 
chef's kiss. Great work, Patricia. Between that and planning the dog wedding, she's really putting in work this episode to make sure that we have something to do. And you know what? I respect it. I might not care that much about the dog wedding, but at least there's something going on. But yeah, you know, Craig and Naomi have their meetup. I already talked about that a little bit, but Craig is looking over his shoulder like he's about to be, you know, part of a DEA bust. And it's just, again, it's like, if you don't want to be there, don't go. Say no. Talk on the phone. Do a FaceTime. And then later we see Craig at at home with Paige. They're talking about kids. They're doing the yard. They're doing the kitchen. I'm down. I'm into it. You know, it's fine. Do we think, let me know in a DM or a five-star review. Do we think Craig and Paige are like the real, real, real deal? I don't think they're just like a publicity stunt relationship. For sure, I don't. I, I promise I don't. But like, I don't know. They've only really, really, really been together for like less than a year still. So, I don't know. We'll see. Only time will tell. But, you know, I'm looking forward to next season of Summer House. I'm looking forward to Winter House. Um, we basically get to watch them year round. So, whenever things do go south... We'll know pretty much right away. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We have some really fun interviews coming up next week, so make sure you're subscribed. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.